suggest a new strategy, Only different in your mind. Welcome to the long-awaited episode two of Star Wars Rant Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Seddon. Along with me are our co-hosts, Brian North. Say what's up, Brian. What's up? How's everybody doing tonight? <laughs> and Chad Viss. Chad, welcome. Hey, that's me. Thanks for letting me be here. You got it, man. So Chad is a longtime friend of uh, of myself um, went to college together and chad actually has a podcast that he runs called south dakota gamer podcast and um he uh speaking with him about star wars and our podcast i'm excited to announce that chad Viss is joining our podcast um so welcome aboard chad but before we officially have you join. There are four questions that you have to answer, right? Okay. Yeah. So, um, our four questions that anybody has to answer the first time that they're on the podcast. Those four questions are favorite Star Wars film, favorite character, R2-D2 or BB-8, and then if you were in the Star Wars universe, would you be light side or dark side? So, Mr. Viss. Mm-hmm. Question one, favorite Star Wars film? Uh, for me, immediately when that question is asked, episode five jumps to my head. Uh, the Empire Strikes Back. They are, all the movies are good to an extent. Some are better than others. And for me, episode five just kind of being that sequel, that middle, the middle child movie, and just the darkness that it has. Uh and the big spoiler, obviously, with Vader being Luke's father. Uh, there's not much better than that. Jedi is real good, too. I love Jedi. Uh, Luke's fine-tuned, but Empire is where it's at for me. Nice. So Jedi is obviously uh, B-Nob's favorite. Um, that is my favorite. Favorite one. Big fan of the Ewoks, as we found out in the last uh, <laughs> last podcast. Um, so so if you had to rank the original trilogy, just uh, this isn't part oh, of it, man. but... Would uh, obviously Empire comes first for you? Then what comes next? Probably Jedi, then New Hope. Wow. Yeah, I don't know. You know, I, I just can't Am get I over the, the Ewoks. Now? Yeah. <laughs> so, up for for you, what would it, what would it be? Would it be so Jedi first, then what's your second? Oh, Empire Strikes Back is my second, and then New huh, Hope New is hope. my third. Yeah, I always gravitated towards these other two. You know, as a little kid, that just kept my attention. The action and the adventure. I always thought New Hope was kind of boring, but it just got me introduced to the characters. All right, all right, good. Right on. All right, so second question, favorite Star Wars character, Chad? Um, it's, it's as the new movie came out, they introduced a lot of brand new characters that I feel will be very interesting. Um, Rey was real good. I really liked her, but I don't know enough about her yet to say that she's my favorite so i fall back on the good guys and i would have to say luke the whiny baby yeah. but eventually boo. jedi knight skywalker is my boo. favorite that's right we all know that you can't boo star wars that's right i can boo luke skywalker <laughs> he's the main character 
<laughs> me and me and Brian have gone through this multiple times. Anakin Skywalker is the is the main character. That's he's it. he's actually got a thing for Hayden Christensen. I think. Ah, uh, uh-huh. Actually, it's Jake Lloyd in kind of a weird way. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Did not expect to hear right that. <laughs> no, Anakin Skywalker, Darth Vader is the main character. Luke is just the whiny son who gets him back on track. Yeah. Once the prequels came out, they tried to make Anakin the main guy. Yeah. But when it originally started, it was it was all Luke. So are you, B-Nob, then are you a, a bigger fan of Anakin or Darth Vader? I know it's the same person, but, you know, it's a little um, different. Definitely a bigger Anakin fan. Yeah. Huh. Young Anakin or the old Anakin with the, uh, kind of look like the Humpty Dumpty head is what it always makes you think of <laughs> at the end of Jedi. Um, definitely the end of Jedi. Really? <laughs> <laughs> uh, wasn't that disappointing when they moved the mask you're like oh all right <laughs> um all right so luke skywalker i'm in agreement with you empire strikes back and luke skywalker we are uh on par with that for chad and i r2d2 or bb8 chad r2d2 no question there you go bb8's cool he's the little thumbs up zippo lighter and stuff but R2, and I, we've talked about this before off the podcast, but if you look, there's that theory out there that all the Star Wars movies are told from R2-D2's perspective, right? which is he's like the one telling the story, which is why he's always the hero, and if he weren't around, almost everybody would have died at some point. That's right. He saved them all. Mm-hmm. Trash Compactor. He's the chosen Let's one. Let's see how many we can name. Trash Compactor, he saved them from. The Elevator. Um, he saved them. The ship on Naboo. On Naboo, yeah. Phantom Menace. Yep. Right. Um, Outside the shield uh, shield generator thing on the forest moon of Endor. Yeah, yeah. There's that. Yeah, I don't remember the rest, but yeah, it's <laughs> there. Are there? Yep. Google it. Google it. Um, all right. So, if you were in the Star Wars universe, <laughs> would you be a light side person or dark side? really want to be a dark side person but i i don't think i could so i would have to say the light side there we go so you and i agree on completely everything brian because we're old we are old brian did you say dark side or light side i can't I remember said dark side yeah yeah yep. he's an anakin fan of course yep so uh so right on so welcome aboard chad um, thanks yeah and uh i am so, officially outnumbered you are. You have to find <laughs> your own friend for the podcast. Um, good luck. But, make sure he has the same answers as you before yeah. you let him join, of course. Sure. Make sure he's emo, just like you. And, oh, uh, wow. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um, all right. So um, you, a few things we want to talk about today. We're going to talk about um, some news, right? Movie news, TV news, um, print news, which would be comics and books. Um, we want to talk about video games. Chad is, like I said, a uh, podcaster himself of South Dakota Gamer Podcast. He's been doing that for for a while now. I think he's up to 73? Yeah, 74 of this is the next episode. Yep. So, um, so on his way to 100 podcast episodes already. Um, has a very high achievement score in Xbox and... Uh, <laughs> trophy they call it score 
uh, level. Level. Trophy level. Trophy yeah. level in PlayStation. But um, you can. Uh, what's, your, what's your gamer tag? Come on, man. Let's just let's just get it out there. Okay. 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 Um, my Xbox gamer tag is Dutchman Space two thousand eight. <laughs> that's that's because I got on Xbox Live in two thousand eight. And you're and then, Dutch. Yes, I'm of Dutch heritage. Dutch hater. <laughs> and my uh, PlayStation One is Dutchman underscore eighty, which was the year I was born. That's right. And we just need your social security number now. Four two <laughs> two. No. So um, so there it is. If you want to play chat, I'd give you mine, but um, you would probably not want to play with me because I'm terrible at every video game. Um, <laughs> but uh, but Chad um, is a uh, you know big gamer and uh, he's going to bring us some star wars video game updates um as well and then Absolutely. um they're also going to start a new segment called the outer rim which we will explain at the end of the podcast so stick around to find out what exactly that is but let's go ahead and start off with uh some movie news and we're going to start off with rogue one i know everybody's talking about it right now um obviously with this being our second podcast uh, we haven't really had a chance to opine on it, so uh, you like that. Um, so let's talk about it. And uh, what I want to talk about is, you know, when it first came out, were you guys excited? And and if you were or you weren't, how are you feeling about it now? Um, you know, I, I'll start with that. You know, when I when I first heard about Rogue One um, and saw, you know, some of the the very first picture, which I think was just the group standing in a in a hangar bay, basically, um, and I found out kind of you know what it was going to be about. Obviously, Rogue One's about the um, the mission to go steal the plans for the Death Death Star. Um, I wasn't really excited. I wasn't really interested in going backwards. I was more interested in going forwards. Um, and then plus the tagline that it was going to be a Star Wars story. I didn't know how I felt about that, but. Um, as we've seen the first trailer, and then pictures that have come out um, subsequently, I am pretty excited about it. And um, so my opinion has changed on it, and I'm looking forward to going in December to seeing Rogue One. So uh, how about you guys? How are you guys feeling about Rogue One then and now? Um, I'll, uh, I'll give my 10 cents about Rogue One first. I was uh, kind of excited to see it. When they first announced that it was coming out, obviously I'm always excited about new things coming out for Star Wars. Uh, I was actually really excited about them going back and kind of experiencing the original trilogy era as somebody who never got to experience that. Um, when they first came out, I was a, I was a prequel child. So uh, going back and seeing that, a um, couple things that I was kind of worried about when I started hearing news about it, um, a female lead being very similar to Ray, um, I thought the characters were going to be a little too similar going in, both kind of tough women, main, main characters coming into the series, but they kind of seem as similar as they seem, they seem very different at the same time, which I'm okay with after seeing that first trailer. Um, a lot of the characters look very interesting, and I'm just looking forward just to seeing kind of the brutality of the Empire, um, seeing it during you know, the stretch in between and just seeing how they have completely taken over the the galaxy and, you know, it's kind of hard on people. So just to, I just kind of want to finish Rogue One having a new hatred 
and a new resentment towards the Empire to kind of enjoy watching the original trilogy. Yeah, uh, for me, I am more on Binov's side. I was excited immediately. Um, I, like he said, anything that comes with Star Wars, yep, do it. Sign me up. Oh, Disney's doing it now? I'm doubly behind it. So, yeah, when they said they're going back to tell the story of how those plans were obtained, I was immediately intrigued and excited to hear it, um, to know that they're possibly was no force characters involved it was just your rebel soldiers um doing some of the dirty work the front line stuff and to introduce us to characters and in a movie where they really can do whatever they want because we know there's no one survives this no one of any consequences in the movies after this to the point where many of them died if not all of them. So you can take these characters and do whatever you want with them, and that's exciting to me. So I was excited from the beginning, and the trailers have only made me more excited. And we got announcement that Darth Vader is officially going to be in the movie, so as an Anakin right, Skywalker that's cool fan, too. you know, I'm down for that. That's right. You got your boy in the movie, so congratulations right. on that. Um, yeah, we'll see how... Um, you know how predominant he is in the movie but um you know from what i've read he's obviously he's going to be in the movie physically you'll see him um but uh, i guess there's a big you know overshadow of him you, know, you kind of feel him even when he's not in, on screen um so cool yeah i think uh i think star wars uh fans like us are, are pretty excited about it now and I, I think it's kind of 50 50 i think some people were excited when it came out and like you guys but um i guess i'm still uh, recovering from the prequel days and um, to go backwards makes me a little nervous but um, but after seeing you know some of the uh, trailer and then some of the pictures that we'll talk about here in a minute um, I'm pretty stoked about it so you know one of the stories that's going around too right now is if it's gonna have an opening crawl or not like the traditional Star Wars movies go and um, so just to, to read on that real quick um, I believe this is a quote from uh, Kathleen Kennedy, the um, uh, president of uh, Lucasfilms. And uh, in speaking about if there was going to be a crawl or not, she says, we talk about that all the time. It's something that we're right in the midst of discussing even now. So I don't want to say definitely what we're doing. The crawl and some of those elements live so specifically within the saga films that we are having a lot of discussion about what will define these standalone Star Wars stories separate and apart from the saga films. So we're right in the middle of talking about that. So thoughts on that? You know, for me, I prefer a crawl. I mean, it's, it's tradition. You got to have it. I understand it's a Star Wars story, but I mean, even if you read the comics or the books or anything, there's always... A crawl, right? Whether actually moving or just just a picture of it. Um, so I, I think it's. I think you have to have that. I would feel disappointed if I didn't see a crawl. What about you guys? Uh, I would be very disappointed if I didn't see a crawl, just because I remember hearing, and I don't know how factual this this story is, but I remember hearing, maybe watching the special features on some sort of DVD that George Lucas got a lot of flack when he did that opening crawl and put the credits at the end of the movie because before that point 
a lot of movies always it was just standard for movies to have the credits you know the actors and the everything else to be in the beginning of the movie so to have that opening crawl and get right to the story waiting to credit everybody at the end was kind of groundbreaking for star wars so like you said without that tradition of having that crawl you know it's still a star wars movie and yeah, it's not part of the saga, but this is kind of the first of its kind, so why why change things up now? Huh. I never thought about it that way before. I The way I look at it is it's... Yeah, it's always been there, and I hadn't thought about the point you said, Brian, of in at least in the comics. In the books, it's not in there because it's those are different, but in the comics, there's always that. Even in the Clone Wars, that's there. Um, I can't remember if in Rebels there's a crawl at the beginning or not, but... Yeah. Clone Wars, there was. For me, I yeah, I I wouldn't I wouldn't care either way. Like it's not, it's cool and it's iconic. It's definitely what kind of one of the things that set Star Wars apart. Like Binod said from other movies, but this is the first movie that doesn't have a number on it. It's not an episode anything. It's just a movie. It's it's Rogue One. It's Star Wars Rogue One. It's not episode anything. So if they wanted to do something different. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be upset. I'd be like, "All right, this is different. This isn't an, a chapter in that episode, episodic movies," um, and I'd be okay with well, it. Well, Chad, it was. It's been great having you on the podcast. I really appreciate <laughs> you. Uh, no, no, so that, that's interesting. I, um, yeah, we'll see where it goes. I, I still, uh, I still hope to see a crawl. Either way, I'm sure I'll be happy with the film. But um, I, I think I'd be a little disappointed. Who knows? Maybe we'll just if they do something different and unique. You know, maybe I'd be okay with that too. Um. Huh. Yeah. So we'll we'll see. Um. We'll update on that if if we ever hear anything. Um. Who knows? They might try to keep that a surprise. Um. So next on Rogue One is and if you're a fan of Star Wars, you've probably seen these pictures already. You've probably heard about it. Um. Entertainment Weekly. Um. Came out last week, or maybe it was even two weeks ago, with the. Uh, the pictures um, from Rogue One, and then the print of the magazine actually came out um, last week. And um, so on the cover, it's uh, it shows um, Felicity Jones and her character Jen Erso, um, and then it also shows Captain Cassian Andor, who is uh, Diego Luna, um, a new droid on there. And then um, you see the Death Star, you see uh, the beach location that we keep seeing in the um, uh, trailer, and then um, some new Tie Fighters, and you see some Adats, um, which are a—they're actually not Adats. They're—they're um, they're called something else. I'd have to find the name of it again, but uh, it's a cargo Adat. So I guess they're a little leaner, um, from what I read. But um, but that's on the cover, and obviously they announced that Darth Vader is back. The film is set 34 years before the uh, Force Awakens. But um, in the Entertainment Weekly, they show some pretty cool pictures, and we will we'll link to this on our website. We do have a website. It is live. Um, it is StarWarsRant.com, so um, you will see the links to a lot of the things that we talk about in the show notes um, so that you can actually just go and check out some of this stuff yourself. But, um, you know, one of the big pictures is uh, the picture of the Death Troopers running through the uh, water. Um, pretty sweet picture. Brian North, B-Nob, have you seen these pictures yet? No, I have not, just because I was out of town when they released all of them. But Okay. 
Um, you got to check it out. You can look it up. You can pull it up online too, and we'll put a link. Like I said, we'll put a link online where you can pull that. Um, there's a shot of uh, Felicity Jones. It looks she looks like she's in the Death Star, obviously wearing a uh, Tie Fighter outfit. Um, but uh, that that looks it was pulled right from the trailer. Um, and then um, there's some shots of. Let's see here. We got director Orson Krennic. Um, there's a good shot of him. There's a shot of Baze Malbus and Chirut Imwe um, sitting on the it's beach. It's so entertaining trying to see Brian try to pronounce all these names. Yeah, I think <laughs> I'm doing pretty good. There's a cool shot of um, stormtroopers in the in the beach. Um, those are probably the best shots. But my favorite shot, and Chad and I have talked about this before, but is a death trooper. And if you haven't seen the Death Troopers, they're all black, um, and then uh, their masks are a different shape, and their their armor looks a little different too. But they're all black. But there's a shot of a Death Trooper holding a stormtrooper, a traditional stormtrooper doll, and it says um, in the little caption, "An Imperial Death Trooper carries a toy soldier that will have special significance." Um, so that seems pretty interesting. So. Thoughts on the pictures that, that you've seen, Chad? No, B-Nob hasn't seen them, so... Um. I'm just looking forward to the to getting an action figure of the Death Trooper holding his own action figure of a Stormtrooper. <laughs> so meta. Nice. So meta. No, they look great. Um, the One of the cool things is, like, the beach scene where they have regular Stormtroopers in, in like, knee-high water. And reading the article, it tells you that's none of that CGI. Right. That's all actual actors and actual armor and actual water to be as authentic and practical as possible. Um, and that, hearing that and just reading that about that one scene um, gives me a lot of, not hope, but it makes me feel at ease about this movie. That it's not a bunch of blue screen acting, which I think obviously they've learned from. Uh, doing that. Yeah, because, right. uh, you know, The Force Awakens did, did a great job with that, so you hope it would carry over to, to all the future Star Wars movies. Um, totally. And then, uh, you know, just to go through, they got a little article on here, Meet the Cast, and just to kind of go through that, if you're not familiar with Rogue One, you know, Jen Erso is obviously going to be the main character. She's played by Fel- Felicity Jones, and uh, it says, a streetwise delinquent who has been on her own since 15. She has fighting skills and connections with the underworld that the Rebel Alliance needs. So I think he kind of picked that up in the trailer, too. Um, yeah, she's not necessarily a rebel like Princess Leia is. She's more of a Han Solo, like, I don't really care about your movement. Right. But... I feel like she has daddy issues, is, is what I feel like, which most Star Wars characters do. Um, mm. <laughs> Except Anakin, because he didn't have one. Right, yes. <laughs> Um, don't, don't even say the word. <laughs> don't do it. Um, all right, so the next it talks about Captain Cassian Andor. That's uh, Andor. That's played by Diego Luna. Andor is, is a by-the-book rebel intelligence officer, but no square. He's committed, steady, <laughs> and practical, and has seen more than his share of combat. So, square? Um, Who writes no, this No, he's stuff? not a square. Um so he looks pretty cool. Um, so he's the he's the Poe Dameron of the group. Poe Dameron, the Han Solo. Um, yeah, he's got that kind of vibe. Um, these next two are the two that probably interest me the most. Um, so Chira Imwe, and that's played by Donnie Yen. It's pronounced, it says Chira, 
He isn't a Jedi, but he's devoted to their ways and has used his spirituality to overcome his blindness and become a formidable warrior. So I didn't realize that he was blind until I actually read that. And apparently he uses the force to be able to see. Um, so we know that there are force users. You don't have to be a Jedi to be a force user, um, which we've seen in, in many of the Star Wars stories. But he is like that. He has some force abilities, but he's not a Jedi. Um, so he seems pretty cool. Then there's his buddy is Baze Malbus. And I, I actually can't pronounce his real name. Jang Wen. He's heavily armored. Um, Baze prefers a blaster to hokey religions and ancient weapons. But this soldier is devoted to protecting his friend Chira at all costs. So that's his buddy, um, Chira. So you get the, you know, Chirut is the believes in the Force. Baze seems like he does not. And I think um, you have to say his name, Baze. That was pretty good. Like pretty good. Like that's you know like a WWE wrestler. Yeah, that's who. That's what he looks like to me. Um, but I, I feel like to me those already seem like two of my favorite characters. Um, and then uh, you know I want to see how that that plays out. And then uh, a couple more. Um, we have a new droid. K2SO, um, and it's voiced by Alan Tudyk, and it says a security droid described by director Gareth Edwards as the antithesis of C3PO, and it says imagine Chewbacca in robot form. So he's actually on the rebel side, but I guess he just does not give a dang, and uh, he's going to say whatever he wants, which is pretty cool. Um, and uh, probably not as whiny as C-3PO. I think he's more of a get-the-job-done kind of guy and probably has some smart comes back, comebacks for people. Um, next, we got Bodhi Rook, and that's played by Riz Ahmed. It says, the Rebel Squad's hot-headed lead pilot. He can be a little tense, but the group relies on his fight skills. Um, and then we have, this was a big reveal in this article. I think this is where it first came out. And that is Saw Guerrera, played by Forrest Whitaker. He originated on the Clone Wars animated series as a freedom fighter who gets labeled a terrorist. Decades later, he's still doing bad things for a good cause. So he That's cool. Yeah, so you know, some tie-ins from the Clone Wars animated series, which is cool. You know, the big series right now is the Rebels, and a lot of the talk is, you know, will that have any impact on the movies? Well, here you see the Clone Wars having an impact on this movie. Um, and I don't think he was a huge character from what I understood, um, but he, he, you know, he had some, some episodes. I think, was it season three, I think they said he I was in? I think so, yeah. Um, but so, so pretty cool. Then we have uh, Galen Erso, um, played by Mads Mikkelsen. It's uh, Jin's father. Um, he's the galactic version of nuclear pioneer J. Robert Oppenheimer. His intel is sought by the Empire and the Rebellion. So It's like Albert Einstein. Yeah. Well, I think Oppenheimer, um, yeah, so he was the one that helped create the A-bomb. Is that right? If I'm wrong, that's totally going to be edited out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, here's my thinking, though, is if, if, if he's, you know, did he help create the Death Star... Mm. And you know, or the the technology they use to destroy planets, right? Or, or help design it, because you know, one of the one of the things that everyone always pegs on Star Wars is, well, how you know, 
come on. You build this whole thing, and there's just like one part if you blow up, and the whole thing blows up. Sure. You know, so I've I've heard you know some talk about well maybe he put that built it that way if he was if he was involved in it built it that way intentionally so that there's huh. a you know that opportunity if it if it needs to come. I don't know. Could be completely wrong, but uh, and if you remember, they already had the plans for the Death Star all the way back in Attack of the Clones on Geonosis. Yeah. So. Right. He must be in around for a real long time. Yeah. Um, and then next we have, uh, and I think this is one that a lot of people are looking forward to, director Orson Krennic, played by Ben Mendelsohn. This villain doesn't need a mask to be intimidating. He's a key member of the Imperial hierarchy, but he is eager to climb higher by fulfilling the will of the Emperor. So, um, and if you've read through the article, I'm not going to take time to read through the article. Um, pick up inter- yeah, pick up Entertainment Weekly um, and read through that. But if you read it, you know, I, I think it insinuates that, uh, you know, there's some conflict basically between um, Krennic and Vader in this movie. Um, kind of like Hux and Kylo Ren. Right, yeah, exactly. So, you know, um, Krennic is interested in moving up through the military and the political um, realm, and then Vader's just obviously, you know, wanting to do what Vader does. Um, obviously please the Emperor, but um, but Krennic does it as a means for political aspiration, promotion. sure, and promotion, where, you know, Vader's doing it because it's his destiny, right? Um, so pretty interesting to see how that's going to play out. Um, you know, it seems like in the early, I don't know about you guys, but when I used to watch Star Wars, um, when I was younger, you know, I p- even picked up on it then that it seemed like they didn't really respect Vader, like in those first films that came out, mm-hmm. um, until he started choking everybody and then, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. and then they respected him, you know, and he would even take orders from, uh, you know, from Tarkin okay. and, uh, well, I mean, I think you're going to talk about it later but with some of the books there's a book called Tarkin and it describes their relationship between Vader and Tarkin and how they they worked together where it was Tarkin really was Vader's boss at the moment um, but he knew what Vader was capable of and he had a respect for him whereas this guy maybe maybe doesn't yeah and see I haven't I've not and we'll talk about it in the print part of this but I have not um, I need to read some books and uh, mm. especially out there, canon. Reading's hard. Excuse me. <laughs> Words. <laughs> Words together. <laughs> Punctu- punctuation. Um, but yeah, I definitely that's something I need to pick up on, um, especially now that uh, canon has really been defined for everybody. Mm. Um, all right. So, you guys got anything else on Rogue One that you want to talk about? Any- One hundred and sixty days away. Yes, sir. Ish. Yep, just looking forward to seeing it done. Okay, good deal. Uh, episode 8 is nearly finished shooting. Oh, you know what? Back to Rogue One. I'm sorry. I forgot. It um, It has been announced that there's a, um, a new trailer probably coming out next week. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard that or not, but, uh, you know, from what I'm reading, I'll, I'll just read this right off of uh, geek.com says uh, the biggest rumor to pop up this week is that we are probably getting the Rogue One trailer on ABC next Friday night. 
So that's next so week. So YouTube on Thursday morning. Correct. Uh, <laughs> listings for this Secrets of the Force Awakens a Cinematic Journey special are described as also having attached a three-minute Rogue One trailer. So, um, pretty cool. Star Wars Celebration kicks off July uh, 15th. So, you know, um, a lot of people thought, well, the trailer would show then, but, you know, maybe it's going to be shown to everybody. So, by the way, I don't know if you guys, have you guys seen that uh, Secrets of the Force Awakens cinematic journey? Um, It's on the... uh, it's on the DVD of of The Force Awakens. It's one of the special things you can watch. Oh, I, um, I watched. I saw all that stuff, but yeah. I didn't know that's what it was called. So check it out. It's uh, Force Secrets of the Force Awakens Cinematic Journey, 8 p.m. Uh, next week on ABC, and you might be able to catch the Rogue One trailer. Um, I will be forcing my kids to probably watch that on Friday night. Um, all right, Episode 8. Nearly finished shooting is the rumor around... Uh, Episode eight, so um, we are we are almost almost there. Um, so again, from Geek.com, Mark Hamill announced that filming for Star Wars Episode eight would complete on July twenty second. John Boyega and Anthony Daniels have now finished their filming, and um, so they uh, they have wrapped up a, a good portion of it. Um, so pretty cool and that would lead me to believe that at some point here we might get a teaser for episode eight which would be pretty pretty cool um rogue one has to have a teaser right you would think so yeah um so cool and then um also on geek.com and i'll put this on the uh, website as well starwarsrant.com um in the show notes it says uh speaking of luke skywalker there's video footage of him filming in ireland on what crew has been calling the Meditation Rock says, you may remember there was concept art including this rock for the scene that has Luke seeing twin sons while meditating. The video shows Luke Skywalker looking very Jedi-like on the rock with his cloak billowing in the breeze behind him. It looks to be a really beautiful scene. So um, we'll put that up on the website so you can check that out um, for that. Are you guys hearing anything else on Episode 8? It's been kind of quiet lately. Uh, just the different random theories that you read around the internet. What do you, you know, got? What's, what's what are you real, hearing, Brian? What's, what's your conspiracy theory? Your what do you think's going to happen? What's your spoilers? What do you got? Uh, for episode eight. I mean, I've heard everything from Leia using the Force to Luke and Ray being ambushed by the Knights of Ren and Luke. Getting into some action and taking out some knights. Hey, you know what I thought? I heard that one too, and here's what I think about that. So remember when Rey in Force Awakens has that vision, and she sees Kylo and the Knights of Ren in the rain, right? And they take their their lightsaber out, and they're about to strike, I think it was her or somebody else. Um, but we never like saw that in the movie, and you kind of think, okay, well, that's when they took over you know, Luke Skywalker's Jedi Academy. What if, I could be wrong, I probably am, but what if that was a foreshadow of this rumor that you're going to see Kylo Ren and the Knights of Ren fight uh, uh, Rey and Luke Skywalker in Episode Eight? That would be pretty sweet, no? 
Yeah, that would be uh, that'd be cool to see how it all tied together and make more sense of it all. Chad? Yeah, future stuff. That, Fu- that's cool. Future, future stuff. Yeah, she's seeing the future, seeing things that may come to pass. Right. And then that, like Brian said, that brings us to, oh, that's where that scene's from, and it connects it into this movie? Yeah, that'd be... Yeah, you heard it here first. You should write movies, Brian. I should. I should. Um... All right, so, and then I've heard, and Chad, I think you and I have talked about this, but, uh, you know, some of, everyone's been still trying to guess, raise a lineage. Um, sure. You know, I was in the Skywalker camp, but the newest rumor, and again, if you don't want to hear spoilers, we're sorry. These could or could not be. Um, so, you know, one of the big ones going around now is that she could be a reincarnation of, I've heard two things, either Anakin, mm-hmm. I don't know how B-Nob would feel about that, or... I'd be okay with that. <laughs> yeah. Um, or, if she, hey, let me ask you, though, if she if she was a reincarnation of Anakin, would her acting get worse at that point once that's revealed? Oh. <laughs> no, <I'm just> kidding. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, or that... So there's a story that there was... They're going to, in episode eight that they're um, they're going to explain where the force came from and that Yoda and Luke so Yoda's force ghost and Luke show Rey where the force originated from and apparently it's this family I don't know B now if you've heard of any of this but there's this family that lands on this planet that they think is um, uninhabited and but it's not but regardless, they find these these two the kids. There's the brother and a sister. They find these two trees, and um, they're connected to the force. These two trees, and their parents don't know that they found these trees. And as the kids get away from their parents, they go to these trees and find that when they're around them, they begin to have abilities. And basically, the short of it is, the brother um, turns to the dark side and kills his sister because they get into an argument and then the brother goes and kills the parents um and basically leaves that planet and then the sister uh, i can't remember if it says she becomes a force ghost or she comes back to life or something happens to the sister but basically she starts the jedi order um the sister does and then um and that's where kind of like not so much the force came from, but that's where the Sith and the Jedi came from. Um, and the only thing that's and I don't know if that's true or not. Um, oh, and so what they say though is that Ray is the reincarnation of this girl that got killed. Thoughts on that, Benob? Um, have you heard that? I have heard that. And it's just going to, I feel like they're just going to turn in some sort of uh, Avatar The Last Airbender where (laughs) Anakin maybe wasn't the first chosen one either. Maybe every time the Force goes out of balance, it sends sort of a chosen one to bring the Force back into balance. So that's where it come up with Ray. Obviously, the Force was unbalanced with Anakin, and then obviously Kylo Ren kind of shifted back the opposite direction again, or Snoke did. So you get Ray. 
Huh, you know, this just came to me too. What if Snoke is actually like the the brother? Or of that girl, if that story is true, but but anyway, the you know, the the only thing that's that's interesting about that to me though is it talks about the two trees and then in the comic um, Shattered Empire Journey to the Force Awakens it does show Luke and uh, Poe Dameron's mom breaking into this uh, I think it was like a secret base that the Emperor had um, and in it he was storing these two trees and uh, they Luke takes the two trees gives one to Poe Dameron's mom um, she plants it in the yard and Poe Dameron you know builds a treehouse on it or something but uh <laughs> and then luke takes the other one but they don't say you know where he takes it or what happens to that other tree um you heard any of that chad yeah i read the comic and yeah the, the forest trees they like glowed like a white blue and luke was very intent on getting that tree and that was shortly after the death star was destroyed that's like his next mission right was to go after that um, but yeah, it's, I hadn't heard until you told me that story about the brother and the sister thing. It seems like that would kind of convolute things, maybe be a little confusing and the whole introducing reincarnation. Yeah. It seems real deep, but I mean, not to say that it, they wouldn't do it or that they may do, do it more. Well, it kind of feels like it goes back to, you know, uh, when they introduced, you know, Immaculate Conception and uh, sure. Metachlorians and, and all that stuff. Oh, you said the word. Yeah, it got, said don't say that It got word. all deep, you know. We didn't need that, yeah. I felt like. Yeah. So I hope it's not that case. Yeah, it's, I could do without that part. Yeah, The trees, I'm cool with if you want to work the trees in somehow. But, uh, you know, let her have a mom and dad that, you know, makes sense. But anyway, that's... Uh, that's what I've been hearing on episode eight. You guys been hearing anything else? Uh, that's oh, all. the only thing. I, yeah, that's the only sorry, thing. I've, that's the only thing I've heard. So, I just saw the one thing that Mark Hamill said that right before he did the announcement. You read is that he said or tweeted something to the point that he was out of a job now. Oh yeah, I like heard that. that. Yeah, and people lost their minds thinking like, oh, they kill him in this episode and he won't be back in the next one. And he's like, whoa, whoa, I just meant we're. We're done. We're almost done filming. That's all I meant. It's almost over. I don't think they doesn't mean I'm done. I don't think they'd kill him off because they just killed off Han Solo. You know what I mean? Like, what are you gonna? If if depending on how they want to go with this, if they want to go, you know, ten, eleven, twelve, eventually, you you got to get rid of the old guys. You just got to. At some point, you got to pass it on. Well, I think you'd want to keep him in the second, maybe kill him off in the third. Yeah, you, know. you would, and I, I doubt they do. And that's, you know, I don't think that was him slipping yeah. up and accidentally saying. Yeah, that, I did, I did funny. see that though. Talk about freaking people out. Yeah. Um, nerds. Freaking nerds. <laughs> <laughs> huh. All right. Um, on to the next thing: Han Solo film. Not a lot about this, other than. Um, and we're not going to cover some of what you probably heard, but this one you may not have heard. There is a quote um, by the Star Wars concept artist saying that the Han Solo movie is by far the best Star Wars script. So <laughs> I don't know why that makes me laugh. That, um, so it was... Um, that was said by Sir Richard Taylor. Is that right? 
Not sure of all the concepts. Not sure of why names. who said it, but I can probably guess why they said. It. Obviously, it's the last Lawrence Kasdan written Star Wars movie, so I would be guessing that it was the best one. Yeah. And obviously so, he, obviously he also thinks uh, also Lawrence Kasdan being a Star Wars writer since the original trilogy has always said that Han Solo is his favorite character, so he's probably been cooking up this story for a long time. So yeah, so I can it was, see why. The concept artist was Ian McKaig. Um, and he says, By far so, the best Star Wars script and one of the best scripts, period, that I have ever read. I laughed. I cried. I did all the things you should do when reading a good script. You're in for a treat. Not to say that his opinion doesn't matter, that he doesn't know. Obviously, if he's been part of the, the series for a long time, he's seen all the scripts, but... We're saying a concept artist, a dude who draws real, real good, said, this is the best writing I've ever read. That's cool, but you draw for a living. Yeah. Not to discount him. It probably is, but it just like, okay, so? Yeah, so it was written by um, Lawrence Kasdan, and, uh, yeah, he did write uh, Empire Strikes Back, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Um, he wrote Return of the Jedi. Um, yeah, he, he's got some, uh, he helped write The Force Awakens. So, so we'll see. That's your Han Solo Hope it news. Is. Yeah. Hope it is. Yeah. All right. All right, let's move on to, uh, to some TV news. Star Wars Rebels. You guys watch the Star Wars Rebels at all? Um, I keep I up with it now and then. I watch some YouTube clips, but. Okay. Majority just keep up with the storyline. Okay, I'm uh, Chad. I've watched all of them. Have you? So you're you're current. Yeah. Well, yeah, they've been over for a little while. Right. They're they're in between seasons, but yeah, I watched all the way through. Correct. Um, I um. I watched all the first season. I watched some of the second, but then uh, I don't know. Something happens. My DVR stopped recording them, so I'm I'm behind. I've I've heard, you know, a lot of the things that have happened. Um, so we're not going to necessarily dive into that um, part of it. I do need to catch up on it, but there is there was some uh, Star Wars Rebel news um, about possibly connecting to future movies, and um, so uh, basically, you know, I got this from ScreenRant.com. I read this on, and again, we'll link this on the website. Um, Simon Kinberg, a member of the Lucasfilm Story Group and Star Wars Rebels co-creator, um, was interviewed, and he said, I'm very excited, um, talking about the shared universe, I'm very excited. I think part of the fun of the way that they're building the universe is that it's interconnected between the different movies and even beyond the movies. It's something that was true in comic books going back the way that you'd have interconnections between characters and stories, even sometimes from DC to Marvel. I like the way that those stories are told in the larger tapestry, and I and also getting to work with other artists and filmmakers and writers and using their talents. I like not being by myself in a room when I work. I like having other collaborators, and that was not the quote that I wanted. So, all right, here we <laughs> <you> go. <laughs> all right, so here is the, uh, the quote from... Um, from Simon Kinberg, where he talks about uh, Star Wars Rebels possibly feeding into future movies. He says, um, he's asked the question basically, and then he says, what's lovely is obviously we've brought in characters from Clone Wars in the second season, 
of Star Wars Rebels, and we keep sort of bringing characters from the original movies and sort of deepening the relationships between our core characters, the, the ghost crew. So it's trying to balance the two different things, like the original cast from the first season with Clone Wars, with characters from the original movies, and maybe even feeding into future movies. So um, there you go. It's a, it's a little hint that you know at some point maybe you'll see some of these Star Wars Rebels characters in future Star Wars movies, which I think would be cool. I think you know it'd be really cool to see like a Kanan or or a Ezra, um, any of them really. You know, Chopper even, and um, hmm. in some of the movies somewhere. So. Any thoughts on that? Well, there's that... Well, I guess my son brought it up as we were heading home from watching The Force Awakens when everyone was trying to figure out who Lor Santaka was before yeah. it was really actually announced that my my son, just out of the blue, goes, what if that's Ezra Right. when he got older? And we're just like, what? <laughs> yeah, I think... So obviously that didn't turn out to be the case, but it would be interesting to see... What happened to Ezra? What happened to Kanan? You know, where where did their story go? Where did it end? Yeah, no. So I, I hope they definitely. Um, and, you know, Rebels has been so good. Um, even even though I haven't completed the second season, it, they've done a really good job with it. Um, and to just you know have those characters end on the TV screen, that would be a little bit disappointing. So hopefully we get to see them somewhere um, in the films later on. Um, and then. Uh, I think I have a, a little more Star Wars uh, Rebel news. Oh, yeah. So there's some talk that um, that Thrawn, do you guys know who that is? Mm-hmm. Brian North? Yes. That he may be showing up on Star Wars Rebels, hmm. which Thrawn was in the, what's considered now, you know, was the expanded universe uh, considered now the... Uh, the legends um he was in the heir to the empire um but there's a rumor that we might start seeing him on star wars rebels which would i think that'd be pretty cool because that would bring in some you know eu um into canon which i think a lot of people are wanting to see that happen um so that that's another rumor that's coming out that possibly in season three you might see thrawn in star wars rebels i don't know what to what capacity um, because obviously the big thing now in Star Wars Rebels is Darth Maul, um, and I guess he's supposed to be pretty heavy into season three. So um, that's your Star Wars Rebels news. Clone Wars. I know that uh, Clone Wars the animated series has been off the air for a long time. It's still showing on Netflix. I did not um, get on that train back when it was coming out. I might have been in college i don't remember when it came out maybe it wasn't um but i recently started watching them um because i wanted to be able to discuss things when uh when i hear certain things about clone wars so um i'm only into a couple episodes but i did um notice something that uh that i thought was interesting and it's a, a scene where, I think it's episode three, where um, Ventress is, um, is there with Yoda, and she goes to attack Yoda, and Yoda, uh, or actually she goes to attack a Prince, um, 
and Yoda freezes her so that she can't move. And, you know, I didn't realize that had been done before with, with that being canon now. You know, the first time I saw something like that was in The Force Awakens when Kylo mm -hmm. Ren did that. Um, and I think a lot of people are under the impression that that's the first time that's ever happened. Um, maybe the first time they've seen it, but, I mean, it happened in Clone Wars in that episode, Yoda did it. So um, I thought that was pretty interesting for me. But um, have you guys seen Clone Wars at all? I watched the Clone Wars on Netflix, not when it was originally airing. Um, but I caught up through it. I just watched it as they released each season and then that extra bonus season that they released at the end. I've seen parts of it, like episodes here and there. I've never actually watched it from beginning to end. So... A couple of weeks ago, I actually started doing the same thing you did, Brian, and I'm almost finished with season one. Um, so, yeah, I just started at the beginning. I mean, they're 22 minutes long, so they're not super long. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I sat down and I determined that I want to get through all of those before um, Rogue One Rogue One comes out. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I want to um, I want to do the same thing. But uh, 2008 is when season one started, by the way. Was it? I definitely was not in college then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but, uh, but yeah, so, I mean, if you haven't seen Clone Wars, it's on Netflix, um, so you can still get caught up, and I, I would recommend getting caught up on it, um, before Rogue One comes out, so, you know, there's things that, that we're finding out about Rogue One, but I'm sure there's going to be other tie-ins that they're not announcing, they're keeping, um, as a surprise, but, um, Clone Wars would be something natural to pull from, uh, for the, uh, for the story group there, so, um, Check it out. Another uh, new Star Wars TV animated series that has come out is Lego Star Wars The Freemaker Adventures. <laughs> um, I didn't even know this was coming out. I'm just going to be honest. I was just uh, I was just at home. I was actually on the computer, and the kids had watched a cartoon, and they walked away, and all of a sudden this just like started popping up. And I was like, what is this? And... Uh, so I, you know, I kind of caught some of it, um, and just to read a little bit about the premise of it, um, so it's Lego, so it has that Lego, you know, silliness, silliness um, but it says, uh, Lego Star Wars The Freemaker Adventures is a Lego animated television, television series that debuted on Disney XD on June 20th. The show follows the adventures of a scavenger family. The Freemakers as they travel throughout the galaxy. So here's the premise. The series is set between the events of Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. The general premise is described as follows, told in the whimsically charged style that audiences have come to expect from Lego Star Wars Entertainment. The series stars the Freemakers, a family of scavengers who build and sell starships from the scoured debris of space battles strewn through the galaxy. When their youngest discovers a natural connection with the Force through an ancient artifact, the Kyber Saber. His world is turned upside down and he and his family are thrown into an epic struggle against the Empire to restore peace and freedom to the galaxy. Throughout their adventures, the Freemakers explore new worlds, meet new and familiar characters, and learn the true value of what it means to be a family. So, um... Oh. <laughs> so, have you guys seen any of this? I until you had put it in the outline, I did not. I do remember seeing something about it, but didn't register to like care. Yeah. 
But then once you put in the outline, I did some research on it, and uh, that's all I know is what I looked up. <laughs> all right. B-Nob, have you seen it? I'm, I'm assuming. By right. the way, B, Brian North just got married um, the other week, last week. Congratulations, Brian. Yeah, congratulations, Brian. Welcome to the beginning of the end. Um, just <laughs> kidding. <laughs> um, terrible. Terrible. Say. I hope she's not listening. I hope she is, actually, because we need listeners. Um <laughs> But uh, um, I don't know how much time you and her have to watch cartoons. <laughs> yeah, not so much. So I haven't seen any uh, Lego uh, Star Wars remakers. But yeah, so um, it's not canon, um, right? You know, I, I did. Which I'm surprised they put it out. There. Well, yeah, because I, you know, you, the what you were hearing was, you know, anything that comes out now is going to be canon. And so when I was sitting here seeing this, I'm like, wait a second, is this thing canon? Yeah. So I started to do some research and. They said it's not canon, um, but it follows closely to canon, something like that. Um, I can't remember how they phrased it, but uh, but anyways, it, it, you know, whatever. It is what it is. It, it's not a bad um, story from what I was watching. I mean, it seems kind of interesting. Uh, um, there was one thing that I thought was cool in it, though. We all hate the battle droids. I hated them from uh, the prequels, but there's there's a character in it. His name is Roger. Um, his droid number is, you know, R-O-G-R, so Roger. Um, Roger is a refurbished B-1 battle droid who is programmed to serve as Rowan's. That's uh, one of the characters, obviously. Um, it's the, the, uh, the young boy who has the Force powers. Um, he's programmed to serve as Rowan's buddy. He's a friendly but misunderstood uh, simpleton. But what this doesn't say is he's actually the last battle droid, um, which I thought that was kind of cool. They say that a few times in there that he's the last battle droid. Um, all the others, I guess, are destroyed. So I, I actually thought that was kind of a cool idea, even to have in the movies, you know, just one last battle droid and he's the last one. Um, right. But... Uh, but yeah, so that's out there. If you have something um, you want to check out, it's on Disney XD. Um, I'm sure they'll show it a million times. But um, kind of an interesting story. Basically, the kid he um, he's able to find these kyber crystals um, pretty easily for for whatever reason. And there's this lady, um, uh, Nair Nair N A A R E, the Jedi. Yes. Um, but she's actually a, uh, a Sith um, posing as a Jedi. Um, but she's posing as a Jedi to help him. Um, but she's really working for the Emperor. Because um, obviously the Emperor wants to get his hand on these uh, crystals. So, I don't know. Check it out if you want. Or don't. Your decision. It's not canon. So you don't have to. Um, but if you're bored, it, it's on TV. So that's all the TV news that I have. Um and then uh, let's let's move on to Star Wars print news. So we talked a little bit about the books, and I think there's and Chad, you can correct me if I'm wrong, since you are a avid reader. Hmm. Um, I think the two biggest Star Wars books out right now would be uh, Star Wars Aftermath: Life Debt. Um, That's not out yet. It comes out. It comes out in July. A week, yep. week and a half. Next yeah. week um, is when that's coming out, but that's supposed to be a, a hot one that um, people are going to want to pick up. Um, 
And then uh, the other one would be Star Wars Bloodlines, which, uh, or Star Wars Bloodline, which is out, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. Correct. Have you read it, uh, Star Wars Bloodline? I just finished it less than a week ago. How is it? Good? Fantastic. It's real good. I uh, I mean, I don't want to spoil anything, but I if if you have time, and it got, obviously reading takes time, some longer than others, but if you have time and you're a Star Wars fan, I would highly, highly, highly recommend reading all of these books. I've read almost, not almost all of them, I've read over half of them. Um, I have, since I finished Bloodlines, I purchased via Amazon uh, the ones that are available and I have now four more books to read before Aftermath Life Debt um, that are all part of the current new canon. And Bloodlines has been one of the better ones. Um, Tarkin is probably one of my favorites because that character is super interesting and they don't do any exploration with him in New Hope. Um, and it's really cool to see his backstory. But they have that one. They have A New Dawn, which follows the Rebels, how they kind of started their whole ghost crew with Kanan. Um, Lords of the Sith is pretty awesome. That has Vader and Palpatine crash landing on a planet and fighting a bunch of monsters, like all-out Sith style. Um, Bloodlines is real good. Bloodlines has got its more Princess Leia's, uh, Senator Leia's story. And without again, without spoilers, it tells it's more it's got a political side to it. And it's her in the New Republic Senate. So this is before after, Force Awakens, right? Yep. This is after Jedi is over. Um, I want to say 20 years or so after. Maybe a little bit more than that. I can't remember exactly. So it's been a while. To the point where these new young people coming up, the the war is is, is not real to them. Sure. You know, it's, it's their stories, their legends. Palpatine was who was he really who was Vader even like it's just their stories so to this uh, you know one of the uh, not a criticism but one of the things people were asking was you know well in Force Awakens we didn't really get to see you know what the political structure is you know where you know how of why does nobody care about the first order like you were talking where the first order came from um, yeah you know, so does this kind of explore some of that? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, totally. It, I mean, it leads right up to the form, formation of the resistance. Okay. Like that's, it, it explains where, how the First Order came to be to an extent. Um, it's, it, like I said, it is political and it can be, like my wife's a big Star Wars fan, like real big. And I talk, was kind of giving her the lowdown. And she's like, ah, it sounds real political. I don't know if I'm really interested in it. I was like, yeah, there are political things to it, but that's who Leia is. And her struggle with wanting to make a difference still, like she always did. And then realizing maybe the system they've built after the Empire is kind of going down the same path. Where nothing's getting done. And her wanting to do her own thing and then things happen that force her to go okay yeah i can't do this anymore and we have to do we have to start something because the government's not is being blind to what's happening so we have to do it ourselves it's real good i would highly recommend you guys reading it because great i mean books and movies they're so close they if the books paint if a book is done well it it creates that picture in your head that you know is just like a movie and it's like missing parts. If you don't see these, read these books, it's like big chunks of 
history that you just you can partake in. It's really cool. So do you do you feel like you have to read uh, read them in order as they came out, or can you just pick one up and just go for it? Yeah, I think you could pick it up and go for yeah. it. They all tell their own story enough to where you may go, oh, I remember this character or this place from that other book, but not enough to be like, what's happening? They all tell their own story enough. Cool. Yeah, no, I definitely got to get into it. I don't know how you have all this free time, all the all the work you do. You make time, Brian, yeah. for things that are important. Just don't sleep. That too. Now, have you read any of these books? I have not, but maybe I, now that I have settled down, maybe I could find some extra reading time. Cool. All right, so those those are the two hot books. Um, Bloodline is out now. Aftermath, Life Debt comes out next week. So um, basically, I think we'll just have Chad read it all and just tell us what happens. Uh, and that one's the second, though, in the trilogy. Right. So you'll have to read the first Aftermath, I would assume, first right. on that one. Cool. So, and then uh, also in print is the comics. So, if you're not a comic book reader, um, I would suggest becoming one at least for the Star Wars um, uh, stories because the comics are canon. Now, I'm going to read to you a list of what's canon, and um, we're actually going to have a special comic episode probably next week uh, where we kind of break down some of these um, uh, stories, um, but. Starting with uh, one that I didn't know was canon until I started to look into this because what they said was everything 2015 and and after was going to be canon. Well, this is actually from 2014, and it's Darth Maul, um, son of Dathomir. And I didn't know that was canon, so I have not read that. Um, Chad, did you get to read that? I know you were looking to. I started reading it tonight. How's it so far? (laughs) It's interesting. Yeah. It's it's Darth Maul. So um, so that's canon. And then uh, also in January 2015, they came out with Star Wars the main series. So this follows basically your core group, like Luke, Leia, Han Solo, Chewbacca, um, kind of in their stories. And again, I'm not going to break down what happens in them, but that's one that's out that you should be reading. That one's an ongoing one. Um, then there's a Darth Vader comic. Um, which I think is going to end soon, right, Chad? Number 25 is its last okay. one. What's it on right now? 22. So um, so check that out. Um, but that's that's been really good. I'm surprised they're actually going to end that. Um, uh, they'll start another one. Yeah. Um, and then Princess Leia was a five-book uh, series. Um, Kanan, um, obviously from uh, Star Wars Rebels, kind of tells his beginnings. Um, I thought that was a good one. It's still ongoing. Um, or actually, no, did it end? It's done. It is done, yeah. Yep. So it's done, but it, it was really good. I've not completed it, but um, I need to. I have them. Uh, Lando um, is another five-part series. There's Star Wars Shattered Empire, which that was the journey to The Force Awakens, um, which is a four-book series. Is that right? Yep. So you should definitely read that. If you saw Force Awakens, which I'm sure everybody has, you need to read that because that's the lead-up. It talks a lot about Poe Dameron's uh, parents' background. Um, so check that out. Chewbacca is a comic that's out there. It was a five-book run. Not a lot of love for that, I don't think. Um, but if you're a Chewbacca fan, um, it's there. Vader Down. Um, was another kind of side story with the Vader thing. Yeah, that was part of that Vader. kind of intertwined between Vader and Star Wars, so they're right. part of that series. Um, Obi-Wan and Anakin. 
Um, there's a lot of heavy reading in that. I know it sounds weird for a comic book, but I mean, there's a lot more <laughs> reading in that than probably you know what you're used to in a comic book. But it's Obi Wan and Anakin, so B Nob, you should be reading that. Yes, I'll um, get right it is, on that. <laughs> it is done though, right? Uh, if it isn't, it might only have one more left or so. Um, it might be done though. Poe Dameron is is out right now. Um, Han Solo is out right now. Um, C-3PO, they came out, I don't know, was that just a one-shot? It was a one-shot, yeah. yeah, one book. It explains, explains the red arm. Yeah, it explains the red arm. I thought the artwork was not that good in that. But anyway. Yeah, it wasn't. Um, am I missing any, Chad? I think you covered them all. Yeah, so Chad, by the way, I keep giving you the, I, you're actually wearing this shirt. Um, yeah, I am. Owns a comic book shop, Uncanny Comics. I actually buy all my comics from him. Um, and, uh. He spends a lot of money on comics. <laughs> so, uh, just kidding, D. He doesn't. <laughs> but um, he's kind of an authority on comics uh, for me. Um, so again, that, that's uh, a good uh, resource for us to pull from on anything comic book related. But those are things you should be checking out. Read the comics; um, they're pretty cool. I'll tell you this, and again, we're going to cover this in another podcast. But that Star Wars main series is really good. It has, to me, it has kind of a classic feel to it. Um, but uh, those are comics that are out right now that you can be reading and build up your Star Wars library. So and The cool thing is it fills in gaps, yep. like things that happen that you don't know, and it fills in those timelines. Obi-Wan on Tatooine watching over Luke. Right. Have you always wondered what he did for those all those years? Yeah, you get to see uh, when Darth Vader figures out that Luke is his son. Yeah. You know, that's Where in the he, comic re- books. he figures it out. Yeah, right. that's real cool. Um, so a lot of cool stuff like that. There's a cool scene where Princess Leia kind of, um, she's back on Naboo, and she kind of feels the presence of Darth Maul, and, and that was kind of a cool scene. But uh, anyways, uh, check check those out. Um so on to video games. Chad. Hey. Star Wars video game history. Chad did some research for us. You know, um, as Star Wars continues to uh, rule the, uh, the entertainment cycle here, um, video games are going to keep coming out. I think the biggest one out right now, well, it's probably two now, but uh, Star Wars Battle, Star Wars Battlefront, and then also uh, the Lego Force Awakens came out. Um, mm-hmm. I think those are the only the two biggest ones out right now. But Star Wars games have been out for a long time, and some of you guys may remember um, some games that you love, but I think Chad has a little bit of game history for Star Wars for us. Yeah, so not to get too nerdy and too listy on you, but as Brian mentioned, I do the South Dakota Gamer podcast, and me and a couple guys get together every week, and we talk about current stuff. We talk about games that have been coming out or are coming out. We talk about some of the news in the week um, and a lot of things that are going on with video games, and we talk about what we've been playing, things like that. So I like video games. Um, some people would say I like video games too much, and they're wrong. So um, I did a little little history and research on some star wars there's a lot of star wars video games they did a ton as we know when it comes to toys star wars kind of started the whole like oh we can make toys out of things in our movies and people will spend a lot of money outside the movie ticket to buy things related to what they love and we got a lot of action figures from that well that also goes hand in hand with video games um according to wikipedia which 
is the place you go to learn things that are always true. Um, there are 72 different Star Wars games that are out, or that have come out in the you know since Star Wars was a thing. Um, the first one for the console was back in 1982, when I was just a wee lad, crawling around, pooping my diaper still. Um, Star Wars The Empire Strikes Back came out for the Intellivision and Atari 2600. And it was a side-scrolling game where you shot blocky lasers at blocky AT-ATs. Um, and it, it was old school, but it looked really neat. Um, way back in 1978, um, there was an unlicensed Star Wars game, which did not get the approval to do it, but it was obviously a Star Wars game. Uh, and they called it Space Pilot Trainee. So you flew in outer space and fought other things that looked real similar to TIE Fighters. Uh, but they called it Spice, Space Pilot. So it wasn't Star Wars, but Space Pilot instead. Um, and since then, a lot more games have come out. Um, a few that some of our listeners may recall, um, at least our age setting, is the Super Star Wars uh, movie, uh, games for the Super Nintendo where you, again, a side-scroller, but you get to play as Luke Skywalker. You had a blaster and a lightsaber. They also did Super Empire Strikes Back and Super Return of the Jedi. Real cool games for the Super Nintendo. Lots of fun. Uh, one good one for the PlayStation 2 was called Bounty Hunter. And you got to fly around as Jango Fett. Um, you get a scan for bounties and try to capture them alive. And you get extra credits if you would do that. I had that on my GameCube. It was a very good game. Yep. That's a ton of fun. I mean, to be able to jetpack around as... You know, we hoped it was... Boba Fett, but Jenga Fett was the good second choice. Um, and you just, it was real cool. And it was different, hadn't been done before. Um, and then some real good games on the 360 and PS3 were the Force Unleashed games. They did two of those. Those are good. For me, that was the first time I felt like I was really in control of the Force. You could force choke stormtroopers and then throw them like into fans and just fling them off walkways. And they would just ragdoll through the air. And that was real cool. Very cool. And you you also were able to, I think it was the second one, pull down the uh, Star Destroyer yeah. with your bare hands. With your bare well, hands. using the Force, yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, it was probably my favorite one was the Force Unleashed on the yeah. Wii because I got to just swing my Wii moat around sure. as a lightsaber. That's a cool thing. Um, it's a it's a controller, yeah. We moat. I got I got it. Okay, okay. <laughs> it was uh, you know, the story was actually pretty decent too. I th- totally. So that, that, I think that helped as well. Unfortunately, not canon anymore. Not canon. Yeah, but a lot of elements from that story taken into effect with a lot of the story elements in Rebels. How, yes. how often, um, beat up? Do you play with your Wii? Um, it's at my parents' house now, so not not too often. Oh. Thought you would have brought that along on the honeymoon. No, unfortunately, I did not. <laughs> All right. Okay, so that brings us into current games or future games. So here in June, they do uh, every year in June they do an E3 conference, which is the Electronic Entertainment Expo in LA. Right. I actually that's I got I... to go this year. What? No, I did not. I lied. I'm oh. sorry. Go ahead. Hmm. Derailed. Um, but that's where the video game industry gets together and they show off their new games, things that are coming out, things to get excited for for video game fans. And being one of those, I was excited to see there are a lot of games that they're planning to do. Um, a big thing for this year in 2016 is virtual reality. 
we all remember the game um what was it called the game it wasn't game boy i can't think of it the red the red vr that they tried to do in the the 90s like virtual boy and it gave people headaches it made them real sick and it was the world wasn't ready nor was the technology ready for virtual reality well we are ready for it today the technology is capable of doing virtual reality that works and in the battlefront game which brian mentioned uh they are going to do a mission that is in uh vr and you fly an x-wing around and you do an x-wing mission in virtual reality that is something that they are doing currently um battlefront like brian mentioned is a game that is out now it's a multiplayer game online shooter um it's like your call of duty or your battlefield but it's set in the star wars universe and if you're a star wars fan even if you're not a shooter first person shooter fan for video games you owe it to yourself at least check this game out because it makes you feel like you're in the star wars universe the sounds the sound effects the music that they play just alone will make you smile um, regardless if you're good or not, just being there, you literally feel like you're in the movies, and that's real cool. Lots of fun. Um, Lego Force Awakens just came out about a week and a half ago, two weeks ago. Uh, that plays through the storyline uh, from The Force Awakens, and then it also adds in some extra stuff, too. Um, there's some bounty hunter missions, there's some First Order missions, there's some resistant missions that you can do that, I guess, they're padding the story, because most Lego games they do more than one movie um but there's a lot of cool things you can do and a lot of fun it's always fun to play lego star wars so that game is out um for the future they're doing another battlefront game next year 2017 uh it will also have um i should go back the current battlefront game only features things from the original trilogy so you only have episode four five and six stuff in there you have jabba's jabba's palace you have bespin uh, you have Tatooine, Hoth, things like that. There's also no Don't story mode. Don't forget Endor. And Endor, yes, you do play on Endor. You can shoot those, or the Ewoks will throw a rock at you. There's an achievement for that. Um, but there's no story either. It's only multiplayer alone. There's no campaign or storyline to play through. One of the big kind of negative things people thought about that game. Next year they're doing another Battlefront game. It will have a story. It will have campaign, and it will also feature things from the new movies, um, like Force Awakens and, assumedly, Episode Eight at some point as well. So that's coming out next year. Um, then there's two more games I'll touch on briefly. Visceral is a company that has done games like Dead Space. Um, they are making a... And they also have the writer from games that are called Uncharted, which are heavily narrative-driven games. Amy Hennig is the writer for that. She came over to Visceral, is working on the current Star Wars game for Visceral, which is coming out in 2018. It will be canon. It'll introduce new characters completely, and it'll be a narrative-driven third-person Star Wars game. Um, they showed maybe 10 seconds of footage of a guy running around in a city. Um, it looks fantastic, and knowing the person writing the game and what she's done before makes me hopeful that this will be a fantastic story-driven game. Are you, a, can really... are you a, a Jedi-type character, or is it like a, a shooter? They haven't clarified that. He wasn't holding a lightsaber or anything like that. I, I assume you're going to be, though. I mean, it's a Star Wars game. If if you came out with a Star Wars game that's this story-driven and you weren't a Jedi, it'd be, I think, a little disappointing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then finally, Respawn. 
um, which Respawn is formed from the guys that created Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Uh, the first, like, fast-paced Modern Warfare first-person shooter. Those guys left Infinity Ward, started their own company called Respawn. Um, and then they made Titanfall, which came out a couple years ago, another first-person shooter with giant mechs that you could get into. They are working on a third-person action-adventure Star Wars game. And when they showed some of the trailer, they didn't have any footage for it at all. But they did show um, guys in, what are those called, the ping-pong suits, motion capture suits, okay. having a lightsaber battle. All right. So, assumedly, you will be able to do that in their game and who doesn't want to do that so there's been a lot of star wars games in the past there are some really good star wars games now and the future is looking very bright for star wars when it comes to video games cool so um some cool video game news and uh i have so do you own the lego one? Oh yeah Awakens? of course yeah yeah well you can I tell a funny story real yeah. quick? Maybe not funny. Interesting story. So it came out, video games come out on Tuesdays. And so nowadays with your Xbox One, PlayStation 4, you have to install the game. So I went to GameStop, picked it up Tuesday morning before work, came home, stuck it in the system, the Xbox One, so that it could install while I was at work, right? Planning, I'll come home tonight, I'll sit down, we'll be able to play it. I'll play it with my 10-year-old son who loves Star Wars. His favorite movie is Episode 2. Okay, he's 10. So, there's lots of Jedi in that movie. I can see why that would be cool. But anyway, so I put it in, I install, I go to work. I have the Xbox One app on my PC, and I have my PC up. And I'm sitting there working, and all of a sudden, I start hearing achievement, like, noises. <laughs> and I look over, and my profile is unlocking Force Awaken achievements. Nice. So my son decided, hey, it's done. I'll just start playing it. And he literally played through more than half the game in one night. I'm like, dude, I thought we were going to play it together, co-op. You know, it's like, oh, I just didn't want to wait. I was like, you should wait. We'll, f we'll finish it tomorrow together. I go to work the next day, and I start hearing the same thing happen again. <laughs> I come home. He finished it. He beat it. That's awesome. He went through all the levels, finished the game. It's done. <laughs> two days. Yeah, two days. That's great. So have you, uh, have you played it at all yet yourself then? Yeah, yeah, we went back and we started doing some free play stuff, yeah. trying to do all the, get all the collectibles and things like that. That's but great. I was I was proud and disappointed all the sure. time. Well, it is summer vacation, you know. That's true. That's to be tempting. Yeah, again. it's pretty tempting. All right, well, good deal. Some uh, you know good video game news. Appreciate that, Chad. There's a lot of work that went into that. So awesome job. I hope the Star Wars video game future is bright, um, and they keep coming out with some good stuff. Um, all right, so as we wrap this up, there's a new thing called the Outer Rim that we want to go through. The Outer Rim is just something cool that we have found that we kind of want to share. Um, it could be something we found in the stores, something online, or, you know, whatever. So um, I'll kick us off, and this is not, you know, people are really into this, um, and some people may not even know about it, but... Um, when I was buying my Entertainment Weekly with the Star Wars Rogue One story, um, I saw these the Star Wars Tops trading cards, um, which I never got into, but I figured, you know, I've been hearing a lot about them. I think there's an app online where you can, I don't know if you're purchasing digital ones, um, but um, these are the actual ones that you, uh, you know, like, kind of like baseball cards almost that you could collect. 
So um, there's two packets. You could either get the ones with, uh, th so these are, I think, for Force Awakens. Or I'm going to open them up on, on air. You haven't opened them yet? Yeah, I'm going to open them up on air. It's good for, uh, oh, you know, man. for podcasts where nobody can. Yeah, for audio. Yeah, nobody can great. see anything. Um, if only we were doing a live video show. Yeah, so, uh, so yeah, so just reading this, it's 16 trading cards from Star Wars Force Awakens. Um B knob, if your Skype was working, you'd be able to see this picture right here. But um, <laughs> so, so not only can our listeners not see yeah, it, B -Nob but can't see our it entire either. podcast crew so, can't even see. It. Um, <laughs> this is gonna be. But great. it's uh, on the on the package. It's Ray, um, Finn, and Poe. There's another package you could get, which would be uh, Kylo Ren on it, and I'm sure B knob would have gotten that one. Well, they did release they did release those top cards, and that's how they released the names of the Force Awakens characters for the first time. That's a little tidbit for you. Through the uh, so, top cards, huh? Through the top cards, so those are pretty oh, relevant. I didn't know that. All right, so opening them up in uh, sixteen cards. Here we go. The package is very hard to open. I will be sending a letter to Tops uh, as soon as we finish this. So here's who I got, sir. There are these sharp things called scissors. <laughs> here's who I got. I got uh, General Hux. You can see there. Sweet. Very cool. Um, so on the front, obviously, you got your picture, you got the name, and on the back, it kind of just gives a little description. I got Tasu Leech. Uh, I got Strono Cookie Tugs. No idea who that is, but apparently he was in Force Awakens. It looks like one of the guys from Tatooine, probably. Um, Jakku, you mean? Jakku. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, ah, I got uh, Ninnub right there. Nub. Pretty cool. Um, I got Dr. Colonia. She's the one that was uh, working on uh, Chewbacca's arm. I got Ray. Very brave. I got Gwelis, Bagnoro, and Isby. No idea who they are, um, but I'm sure I'll read the back. Um, and I'll, I'll post some of these on the website also. I got a cool shot of Kylo Ren um, in the snow with his lightsaber. Um, got a sh oh, so these are like screenshots. I got C3PO, um, I got a blaster, I got a picture of Jakku, I got Admiral Statura, I got Battle for BB 8, um, the Falcon, I got one of the new wing, uh, X Wings, and I got the First Order Snow Speeder, which did not show up in the movie, but I think was in the deleted scenes. It was. Um, kind of disappointed that it didn't make the movie. But anyways, that's my thing. And also, um, oh, look at you. You got some too, huh? Yep, I do. Um, uh, are you a collector? Um, I've got a couple packs. I have. I did do the digital one that you talked yeah. about. And they're they're the same thing. I, is there a code on the on the, uh, on the card? On the thing you got. Not the card, but the package. I think there, if I recall right, there might have been a code that you can get some digital ones too. Um, but you can trade them. On the card or on the digital one, you can trade them with people. You can get a bunch of different kind of cards, but it's it's a Tops yeah. card trader app. So do you have the and app? I do, yeah. and it's been a while since I've been on it. But for a good two three weeks after the movie came out, I was on it every day, yeah, and you get credits every time. Yeah, I don't see you uh, buy cards. I'll see you. Maybe code. not. Got screwed. Um, anyway, it's cool. No, it is kind of cool. Um, first first time I bought those, and then. Uh, special thanks to B-Nob. He actually, um, maybe I'll find a way to put this online too, but uh, he gave me a Star Wars Return of the Jedi Official Collector's Edition book. Oh, that's cool. Um, and it has basically 
you know stuff about how they made the film. This was this is actually from 1983. Um, so wow. pretty cool. Thanks, B Knob, for that. Appreciate it. Um, but that's my outer rim finds for the week. B Knob, what did you find? Sir? Well, my outer rim, obviously being the young one of the group, is you know we talked about keeping up with the news and everything, but the best part about keeping up with these movies now in the modern age and social media is getting to kind of be a part of the filmmaking without actually being a part of it and what i do is i follow a lot of the star wars um, actors and production workers from directors to actors primarily rain johnson and daisy ridley and john boyega on instagram and if you follow them they kind of have a lot of behind the scenes photos and keep you up even the old school guys like you mentioned Mark Hamill posting on Twitter um, just keeping up with a lot of these people they kind of keep, keep you updated of where they are in production maybe some behind the scenes photos and just different tidbits of, of this of following them as they go through production so it kind of not only do you get to enjoy the movie when it's released but you kind of get to follow it as it starts from the writing stage to filming to post-production all the way up until you see the final product at the movies so if you want to check out uh, Daisy Ridley or John Boyega or Rain C. Johnson on Instagram it's a great way to find some tidbits and follow up on episode 8 news so that's cool and then on StarWarsRant.com we'll, we'll put a link to their uh, to their Instagram uh, under the Outer Rim section Chad what'd you find? well toys is a big thing like I mentioned with the video games you know, and the new movies are no exception when it comes to toys. Um, being with the Uncanny Comics, we not only have comic books, we also do toys and pop figures and things like that. Uh, we got a batch of the Black figure, uh, Black Series figures that came in um, for the newer movies. I actually put some, put a few boxes on order right before the movie came out, and just got them like less than a month ago. So <laughs> they're they're high in demand, a little behind. And I got an Ahsoka Tano action figure, which is not nearly impossible to find. Like, unless you want to pay ungodly amounts, and they're like twenty five dollar, you know, figures twenty twenty two twenty five dollars. The Black Series is like the better made stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. it's yeah, it's like the I want to say those six inch figures. Okay, um, you know, you can get the three and three quarters, or even the bigger ones than the six inch ones. But the six inch. Um, or they got the pulsables, everything, and they got the well, the weapons and things like that. But to find an Ahsoka figure is literally almost impossible to find. Um, we found one. Well, we got one, and I was half tempted to buy it myself. But being that I'm in the business to make money and not to collect things, um, we sold it. And nice. had I have numerous Star Wars fans that I know that come in regularly, and we put it on our Facebook page, and the very next day it was gone. Very good. So, yeah, that's real cool. Yeah. So cool, cool. All right, so that's our outer rim uh, segment. So um, as we find things, we'll, we'll bring them to you guys that you guys can check out. Um, and then uh, you know, I think that's going to wrap up this episode of Star Wars Rant podcast. You, you know, you can follow us on our Twitter. It's at Star Wars Rant um, on Twitter there. And then um, our website is StarWarsRant.com. Again, we'll put uh, all the things that we talked about. We'll throw up on the show notes on that that website there. Um, Soon, we hope you'll be hearing us on iTunes. We'll be posting to that soon. Uh, next week, look for another uh, podcast from us as well as a comic uh, episode um, so we can fill you in on the latest comic book news and then 
And then after that, we'll start working those into our regular podcast. But uh, any last words, gentlemen? May the force be with you. You can't beat that. (laughs) All right. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you next week. Have a great week. Peace.